This is the See Me Now Special Edition Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Coleman, here with my co-host, Caitlin Birdsall. And we are joined today by Caitlin Moore, CMU Instructor of Voice. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's your first week on campus. You are new to the area. You're new to CMU. Let's get to know you a little bit more. Tell us the basics about yourself. Where are you from? uh, What your interests are? And how you ended up being an Instructor of Voice? Sure. So, yeah, I'm Caitlin Moore. I... um, I am originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, but the past three years I've been living in Denver with my husband, John, and our cat, Lettuce. And so we just moved to Grand Junction about three weeks ago and have really enjoyed it so far. Um, Yeah, how I got to be an instructor of voice, um, well, that's, I don't know how detailed you want me to go (laughs) in this story, but um, started out in, in Tennessee, grew up singing um, a lot in church and, um, and, you know, just around Disney songs, all of that, that probably a lot of us are familiar with. And, um, and I, it, my senior year of high school, um, I decided to enter an opera competition as a joke, um, because my friends said that I could kind of sing my, my joke opera that I would sing around school was kind of funny. And they, they were like, actually, that sounds kind of real. And so um, I ended up entering this competition, taking voice lessons for the first time and falling in love with that study. Um, I loved the different languages, the the theory. There was just so much to study and um, ended up winning the competition and, and just falling in love with that kind of study of music. Um, and so I decided to go to college for that. And I went to Lee University and um, in Cleveland, Tennessee, and got my um, bachelor's in music performance and music education. I've always wanted to teach um, as well. And so um, I then went to get my master's at McGill University in Montreal in opera and voice performance. And after that, taught at Covenant College, Chattanooga State Community College, Christian Heritage. This is all around the Chattanooga area. I conducted choirs, taught acting, taught music classes. And then at the college level, I started teaching voice and teaching music appreciation, musical theater, um, all that kind of fun stuff. Decided I want to go back to get my doctorate, went to the University of Northern Colorado to study with um, Dr. Melissa Maldi. That's the reason I went there. She's, she studied, she um, teaches a very anatomical approach to singing, which I was very interested in. And not to mention my husband and I, we really enjoy the outdoors. So Colorado was really attractive to us. And so we ended up moving there, lived in Denver and then came here. Yeah. So that's the long version. I love it, though. I'm from everything from Chattanooga, Tennessee, to entering an opera competition as a joke, which I think is amazing and wonderful. And what an unusual way to then get into this profession. (laughs) Absolutely. And so obviously you must have enjoyed performing. And I know we've taught part of what you do is performance and part of what you do is teaching. So maybe we could talk a little bit more about the teaching side and what made you decide to be a teacher? Because I think it's one thing to know you're a performer and to fall in love with music and the voice and what it can do, but it's another thing to want to teach that to other individuals. What what made you or what drew you into teaching? That's a really good point because I think a lot of performers, um, yeah, you can go either way with that. Some performers go into performing and that's they realize that's really all they want to do, they want to focus on, but I've always really enjoyed the teaching side and always kind of flip-flop back and forth between do I teach, do I sing, and then that's why I love this profession because I can do both. And I feel like 
being a, a teacher makes me a better singer and being a singer makes me a better teacher. So um, what made me want to be a teacher? I, I That's another thing that I just kind of always wanted to do and saw myself doing teaching. I, I don't know if you're aware of the... Um, the Clifton Strengths Finder, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So I remember back in the day. I think my freshman year of college, we all had to take that. And I remember some of my strengths were. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the exact name for it. It's the one about realizing potential in other people, mm-hmm. and that was one of my top. And I, I really see that in myself. I don't think there's anything more exciting than seeing someone not be able to do something that they want to be, that they want to do, um, and seeing them at that level and then grow to where they, they acquire that skill or that confidence. And so to me, teaching voice is such a holistic endeavor and you see people not only get better at the voice, but really grow as humans because your voice is your voice, or I should say your body is your instrument. Right. So you have to take all of that into account, the psychology, um, as well as the, the physical aspect. I want to talk about how you can, can you really teach someone to be a good singer? (laughs) I mean, I would literally never sing in front of anyone, including my husband, because my voice is just that. Maybe we can treat our podcast (laughs) audience to a little little medley. Never, never. So yeah, give me like, what are some, are there some tips or how do you, how do you go about teaching voice and how to have a better voice and how to make it appealing to our ears when we all have, you know, kind of different um, I don't know. We, we all, we all like a different sound. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think everyone can get better, right? We all start at varying levels based on our background, what we grew up listening to and just, yeah, natural ability and, and who knows where that comes comes from. But, um, I think that anyone can get better. It's a skill just like anything else. You can get better at, at, you know, at people that come in, not being able to hear, you know, pitch, right? Some people say I'm completely tone deaf. I think very few people are actually completely tone deaf, right? Everyone can, can hear it a little bit, you know, aside from medical reasons. So, um, so, you know, we'll work on that. But as far as what you said about, what did you say, making sounds that sound good to you? Or, yeah, well, or can you, I, can I don't you know. say I'm that just again? I'm fascinated because, you know, with music, we all love music. We yeah. all love different genres. And, and so is it, I don't know, is it, is there a certain voice that we all love or how are you trying to reach a certain point or are you just kind of shaping each other or, or the person's voice as who they are, that individual? Or are you trying to get somewhere? I love that question. That is such a great question because I think a lot of people come in and they're like, just make me a better singer, right? And yes, but what is what is a better singer, right? What does that look like? And I think that, um, you know, a lot of people can come to school or start studying voice and they get very caught up in the technique and what they technically need to do to get better. But I, I love your question because I think that's a really important one to start with. What is my version of of a good singer? I, I ask my students um, when they come to study with me a lot of times, who is, for you, I would say, who is Kelsey's ideal singer self? Who do you want to be as a singer? What is what would that look like if you could be the type of singer that you want to be? Right. So a lot of people say things like, you know, I want to sing in coffee shops and I want to do it without fear, or I want to be able to express myself. That's you know that's a huge one. Um, or I want to be able to sing in such a way that people feel like they connect with me and I can connect to their stories. 
right? And then some people do say, I want to be able to explore as many different colors as possible. Some people say, oh, I want to go to Broadway. And I'm like, that's great. But let's talk about what you can be a Broadway singer. But there are so many different versions of Broadway singers. Who's your ideal singer self, right? So I think that's a great point. And I try to, in my voice lessons, to stay away from the words good and bad, because I don't think there are good and bad sounds. There are sounds and colors. And it's all about discovering those colors so that you can approach that goal that you have and what kind of singer you want to be. Great. So you you just mentioned colors. So that may Mm -hmm. not be something that for those of us that are not in the music world, what does that mean to you when you're talking about singing in different colors, if I'm understanding that correctly? Yeah. Um, Okay. So, you know, if I'm singing opera, right, I'm going to have a certain color. Like you can think of that stereotypical opera sound. If I'm singing musical theater, I'm belting. That's another color, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's also colors like, I mean, think about Bob Dylan, right? Mm -hmm. He has a very distinct color. And anyone else, Taylor Swift, you know, Ariana Grande, they all have different colors that are very unique to them. And let me go back to the Bob Dylan example. We would not classify, well, maybe some people, but typically we probably wouldn't classify his voice as beautiful, right? The good voice, those words good and bad. But he had an amazing career, Mm -hmm. right? So it's using those colors to express or communicate whatever story you're trying you're trying to tell Mm -hmm. I love that can you speak to I mean there's how many four of us in the room right now (laughs) and we probably all have a different genre that we love Mm -hmm. and that we want to listen to and I may play music I know I shared my Spotify playlist with Caitlin it was good who knows what she thought (laughs) I like a lot of different music so I thought it was really good and so how how, you know, you have your diehard, like country fans, you have your rock, you have your pop, and then sometimes you could play a song for a friend and it just falls completely flat. (laughs) What is that? What is that? I mean, I don't know. We all like, that's, that's like the question, like, you know, why, why do we all go into different fields? You know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. I think the same as singing. I I think a lot of it, 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 I think it is really interesting to go back and think about who you grew up listening to, who who your parents grew up listening to, what was playing in your house and see if that influenced anything. Like for me, you know, growing up in Tennessee, I did hear a lot of country music growing up. And that was kind of my gateway into music when I started really listening to music. And to this day, I really enjoy folk and bluegrass. Um, Definitely a different sound that I grew up listening to. Like, different artists than I grew up listening to, but there's something about that sound that's comforting to me. So I think that's always something that's kind of interesting to, to think about is what kind of music was playing in your house. And can you see any of those influences in the kind of music that you like today? And maybe you can, and maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you think, no, I don't ever want to listen to that music again. <laughs> right? Well, going off of that, I'm, you obviously love music. And so I'm sure you're versed in the history of it all. Are we seeing different trends over time, you know, or do we ever repeat music that happened back back then? Like, oh, the, like this is the sound of the 20s and then it comes back again. Or are those sounds just lost forever? Yeah, I think um, before recordings, I think it was easy to lose lose the sounds forever. But now be, because we have recordings that have been around since, you know, 1900-ish and and later, we go back and we, artists today will a lot of times, you know, sample different kinds of, of genres into their own music. So I think today more than ever, it really is kind of this, um, 
it, uh, it, it's just we, we take music or I guess artists take music and they sample all different kinds, all different genres. And we have just tons and tons of, of different recordings and different sounds to choose from. Where back in the day, you know, maybe we were a little bit more stuck in our own um, our own cultures um, just because we didn't. We didn't have access to that. We didn't have access to how sounds from different parts of the world or, or history sounded. Is it brave for an artist to completely switch their sound? I'm thinking Taylor Swift right now, like country to hardcore pop, right? It's like kind of like folksy now. She's getting even a little more folksier. Yeah. yeah. Is that just experimental and fun because she can do it? Or, you know, I remember when it started happening there, it was like pro Taylor, no Taylor. Like everyone was had a, had an opinion about it. Yeah. I think it is brave. I think, you know, studio artists are always going to walk that line between what their audience wants and then how they can grow as an artist, right? So you have those artists that um, experiment and sometimes they'll lose audiences because they're not, audiences don't want a different sound. They want they want Taylor to sound like Taylor, right? And so I think it is brave um, and can have varying reactions. And you'll hear artists talk a, lo- a lot about that in interviews too. And, you know, what studio uh, you know, what, what their, what their brand might want from them versus what, what they want to do. So we've talked about a lot of different types of music and genres, and I'd be curious to know from you as a performer and from that side of you, what do you most like to perform? Is it still opera from back in your high school days when you won the competition? Is it more contemporary? Is it a a mixture of all of it? And is it influenced by what you're listening to now? Just talk us through maybe what, what comes to mind or top of mind for you? Yeah, I, I enjoy performing a lot of different genres. I enjoy, I really enjoy storytelling. I think a lot of um, musicians, that's, you know, that's the reason they get into it for the storytelling, for the communicating. And so for me, I enjoy things that I connect with. And yeah, my voice kind of lends itself to more of a classical sound, especially because I've been studying that way for such a long time. Um, So personally, I really like performing um, modern American art song. So, um, So composers today are writing classical music, but a lot of times the subject matters are about very modern things. Um, and so, um, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy that. I enjoy singing songs by women composers. That's not something that, uh, was typically done, you know, a lot back in the day, uh, especially in classical music. So it's really cool discovering some of that music, women poets. Um, and I enjoy singing Baroque music. Baroque music kind of has this element of improvisation in it. Um, you, when you repeat kind of this verse, then you get to add notes to it. So I enjoy doing that because it adds some creativity to the process. Um, and then besides that, I mean, I, like I said, I enjoy, I, I grew up listening to country. So now I really like singing folk music. I like to get back and, you know, just jam with my friends and, and, you know, play guitar and like all of us singing, like that's kind of my happy place. And I really enjoy doing that as well. Are you the kind of person where we can put you on the spot and just be like, go. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, you'd have to pay me to do that. (laughs) that. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Well, You've only been here a couple of weeks. What are you what are you hoping to accomplish in the classroom here at CMU? I am I'm hoping to help students discover their true authentic sound and their true authentic voice. I mean, I, again, that is my I love being a part of that process for people. Um, so I've met a few of the students already. They seem like wonderful humans and I can't wait to assist them in that process. 
Wonderful. Well, anything we didn't ask you today where you're like, this is me. I want everyone to know. <laughs> um, not really. I mean, if anyone has any suggestions of like good trails here, I'm still trying to figure out like where all the good hiking and trail running is. So I would love your suggestions. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Caitlin. It was great yeah. to get to know you and chat with you and learn a little bit about, about singing and voice. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and good luck with your first first semester here at CMU. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You are listening to the CMU Now Special Edition podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts.